0: Uh, And uh, the Cricket Badger Show. Um, My name is uh, Lucas, uh, a.k.a. Three Points Magic King. And of course, our um, England representative, James Bartlein, the Cricket Badger. And uh, James, thank you so much for uh, joining. Um, Probably not the start that you wanted, uh, but I must say it has put a smile on my face, this uh, this result.
1: I, I can't believe that you've invited me on this and you are just laughing at me. I mean, how rude! How rude! Oh, is this, is this, is this, you can it's just—it's take yourself, can you? It? It's one of those days for me, you know. We got
0: belted in Sri Lanka. Uh, I said we'll get you back. I just—I didn't know it would be this soon. I thought I'd have to wait till the Ashes uh, after we've uh, got belted in Sri Lanka to get you back. But uh, this is uh, this has been very nice indeed to only uh, get you back this early.
1: Shall we get into the uh, the game? Do we have to? <laughs> Of course, we have to. We've got got a lot to talk about. Uh,
0: England's top order, they're keeping, they're bowling. So uh, we'll start um, the first Test Lords that started on the 17th of August. Um, South Africa won the toss and decided to uh, bowl first. And uh, England did not get off to a great start, James. Um, In fact, uh, it was really a one-man show with Ollie Pope uh, scoring 73 in a loaned
1: hand. Um, I mean, it was obviously... Uh, going back to kind of trying to give some kind of mitigating circumstances, it was a big toss for South Africa to win. Um, I think both sides, well, I know both sides would have opted to bowl first. And generally speaking, I tend to think that 99% of the time you win the toss, you bat first, but that was one of the one percenters. It was very much a cloud-covered lords. Um, There was a little bit of moisture, I think, around and definitely the right decision for dean elgar as it proved um taking the the top order pretty cheaply um 55 for 4 when johnny burstow fell um as you mentioned i think ollie Pope um can be quite proud of that innings of 73 um showing signs he's not the finished article yet but he's certainly showing signs of showing some aptitude for batting at number three in that order but Rabada um, bowls beautifully, as you tend to find. I think he's right up there. I think my fab, my fab four, um, you know, we talk about the fab four for, for batting quite a lot, but my fab four for bowling would be Bumra Cummins, uh, Shaheen Afridi, and Rabada. And I think Rabada certainly isn't the last of those four either. I think, you know, you've certainly statistically, um, he's as good as anybody. You know, his strike rate is tremendous. Um, and he knows exactly what he was doing with that ball. And there were some concerns about his fitness prior to the test match. But you know, it was a big moment for South Africa when he, he rocked up fit and ready to go and taking for... I thought one of the one of my favorite moments of the test match actually was at the end of the innings, he picked up the final wicket and he walked off and he did the little sign, I want to be on that honors board. Get me on that honors board. Because it's a big thing, isn't it, yeah. for any player to get themselves on the Lord's Honors Board. Excellent. And Rabada was all smiles. After taking a five and quite rightly, deserves to be on there. And, um, you know, he's in good company on that honours board. And he's certainly not, uh, you know, he's not um, on there by accident. He's on there because he's a very good bowler. Butter um, was unbelievable.
0: Um, we've seen firsthand what, what he can do. Um, he did in Australia. I've seen firsthand what he can do in Australia, um, where he just uh, demolished our team um, back in Hobart in 2017, I believe, where we had to completely change our team. Um, no, he's a world-class bowler. You mentioned him in the uh, the Fab Five and uh, or the Fab Four, whatever you want to call it. Uh, absolutely, I agree one hundred percent with that. Um, just completely bullied the openers. Um, Zach Crawley, addict Slayers, got rid of them, and then he cleaned up the tail. Um, picked up five wicket. or as you said, get my name on the leaders board. He will do that um, in a prestigious ground like Lord's. Uh, absolutely fantastic but, Um I've had I've had some doubt about Nauke. Um think he slipped away um, as a weight. Um, I criticised him heavily in this test match. What was I wrong about that? He was fantastic. His pace, um, while he doesn't bowl 145 no more, I think he's gave up that that pace a little bit for accuracy, same with Robata. Um, remember Robata used to bowl 145, sometimes 150. But Norky was also superb uh, in that first innings games, um, knocking out the, uh, the middle order, Johnny Bairstow, Ben Frokes, Ben Stokes. I thought Nolke was was just as potent uh, in that middle order as Rabada was on that top
1: order. I think I think in both innings as well. Um, the the wicket or the ball that he got Johnny Bairstow out with um, apparently was the the fastest wicket taking ball in Test cricket this this year. Um, and he bowls rapid. You know he's, he's yeah. he, he, he really yeah. gets it down there 93, 94, 95 yeah. miles an hour, which is fast. You know, nine, the difference between 85 and 90 is huge. Yeah, the difference between yeah. 90 and 94, 95 is mm. massive. That ball yeah. is past you before you've even known it's left the hand unless you're you're on your game. Um, and, you know, you, the Berstow shot looked a little bit loose, but when it's coming down at that speed, you, you've you got no margin for error at all. Yeah, well, it's, um, a,
0: it's a bit like Geoffrey, Geoffrey Archer when he was bowling to Smith in the Ashes. It's mm. a nightmare.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's quick. Naukia is quick. And, you know, you, you combine, I, I think, this South African side, I think a lot of England fans have dis, um, not not disregarded, but have treated treated them a little bit lightly because there's been, for people not paying close attention, this South African side, if you judging it on where it was about two years ago, 18 months yeah. ago, um, it was a fairly poor side in transition, wondering where it was going. Um, but the since Dean Elgar's taken it on, they've really come on leaps and bounds. I, I like Dean Elgar as a cricketer. He's a fairly straight-talking kind of guy, plays the game the right way, um, respects Test cricket. But I think he's he's got this team in in his kind of image now. He's got a very good bowling attack with Nokia and Ribada. You know, you back that up with um, Janssen, who I think is a really good prospect as an all-rounder. You've got Maharaj, who's a very fine left-arm spinner. You've got the prospect of bringing in... I mean, is a good bowler. You've got the prospect of bringing in Simon Harmer if you want to play two two spinners. So that's a very good bowling attack. And although it's a reasonably inexperienced um, batting attack, none of them are young pups, really. They're no, kind of guys, no. the guys with a few years behind them that maybe not played a lot of test cricket which is a different thing from throwing in a lot of 18-year-olds. And we saw with Irvi in the, the first innings for South Africa, I thought he batted really nicely. Elgar is made of granite, isn't he? He doesn't give anything away. He was very un- unfortunate with his dismissal. So all yeah, in all, curious, you know, yeah. this, this South African test team can't be um, treated. Yeah, I think it's probably you know some Indian fans might might argue with this, but I think this is England's hardest um, task or test. Of this English summer. New Zealand aren't quite the side they were a year ago. India coming across for one match is always going to be tough for them. Um, to raise their standards for one match. Obviously a very fine side, but England won that game. I think the South African series is the hardest test for in England this summer, and they couldn't have got off to a worse start. You know, it's the end yep. of it's the end of the honeymoon yep. of baseball. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls.
0: Well, to to your point, South Africa, the informed side of of the year. Mm. They bet India... They had a good result against New Zealand, uh, and they've come over here and they've they've won the first test. Um, so they are the informed team of of of, uh, of the ICC, and as far as people, test match cricket goes.
1: A lot of people, I think, saw the game that South Africa played against the Lions ahead of the test match at Lords, where...
0: Yeah, I did see that, yeah. They,
1: they got thumped. Yeah. Uh, the Lions, yeah. Yeah, they got 400-odd, the Lions racked up 600-odd. And then bowled out South Africa cheaply in the in the second mm. dig. And but you, you can't read anything, I don't think, into a into a warm-up match. You know, South Africa, yeah, yeah the, the whole purpose, the whole point of playing a warm up game is to warm yourself up because you're cold. And they use that match cleverly to get some movers into bowlers to, you know, get a bit of time in the middle and to to warm themselves up and obviously came into Lords a little bit hotter as a result of that. Quick with
0: SM said robot is, is, is a world-class bowler, the best of the current South Africa lot. Agree with I, that?
1: I absolutely agree, and I, I actually think he—you know—you can make an argument to say he's the best in the world. I mentioned the likes of Cummins and and Bumbra, Shaheen Shahriar, You can bring in Jimmy Anderson. Um, that you know, there's there's yeah you know, Hazelwood, Stark, mm-hmm. a few others around the world. Nasim Shah of Pakistan's bowling rapid at the moment, but I think. Bumra's strike rate, Bumra's consistency, Bumra's um ability to test anybody, he is right up there. Right yeah. up there.
0: Going into South Africa's first innings, um, I wanna I'll go back to that that warm-up game a little bit later because we're gonna talk about a couple a couple of players from that game. uh going on to South Africa's uh, first innings, they got off to a really great start, James. Uh, as you
1: mentioned, the Elgar several... Yeah. You're cutting out a little bit, Lucas. Is your microphone under your chin or something? Because you're cutting out a little bit. Started very well
0: with their first innings. Um, Dean Agar, uh, Elgar, sorry. um, Help me out with this pronunciation, James, the other opener.
1: Uh, Irvi, I think.
0: Irvi. Irvi made a 73. They all made starts. I've got a scorecard here, if anyone's I'm looking at James. Every one of them made a start, James. Now, they couldn't make that big 100. But it, it went to show that these batsmen dominated the bowling um, and it showed they made 326. The tail enders of Maharaj, uh, Norky made runs. So it was, it was really a dominant display by South Africa. And at times very bizarre, poor bowling from England, especially, especially ben, um, ben Stokes. Um, I thought his bowling was a little bit poor at times. I think his captaincy was a little bit poor at times, bringing himself on and bowling short. I want to get into that a little bit later as well. Um, how did you
1: see the bowling side of, of England? I I think England tried to bowl. They, they try too hard for wickets. And that's mm. sometimes when you're bowling, that's the worst thing you can do. You, know, you just basically bowl well and let the wickets come to you, whereas they went in the hunt of wickets. And um, I thought Elgar and Irvi at the top of the South African order were, were exceptional. You know, stand of 85 um, for the first wicket. Irvi, I spoke to um, Toby Radford, who's been a... a Regular guest on the Cricket Budget podcast in the past. Worked with West Indies, Bangladesh. Plenty of the top players around the world. Has worked a little bit with Saral Um I think he said about eight months ago, where he spent about eight hours in the nets with him, trying to get his trigger movements right and get him balanced. And he said, you know, he's, he's one of the hardest working players that he's worked with. And you could see the kind of, um, you, you know, in the way he played, you could see that that he was working very hard out there. I mean, it's always a shame, I think, um, for anybody that gets a 50 at Laws, they don't make it into 100 and get themselves onto that honours board. Yeah. But his 73 will be an innings that he remembers. Oh, absolutely. You know, particularly as he went on to win, you know, his team went on to win the match, you know, runs in a winning cause are always better, aren't they? And Absolutely, um, yeah. Keegan Peterson, I think, is a very good player. Aidan Markram is a very good player. I hadn't actually realised until somebody said it in this uh, test match that Markram is actually a palindrome. You know, you read it forwards and backwards, it's exactly the same, isn't it? And there's very few of those around. Um, I thought Rassi van der Dussen looked a little bit off um, off the pace. He didn't look quite the player I've come to admire. You know, he seemed to be a little bit... um, off balance, but then Marco <laughs> Janssen, yeah, getting into the into the lower order. Marco Jansen, I thought, batted really nicely for his forty-eight. Varane, the wicketkeeper batsman, looked okay for his eleven as well. But that that stand between Jansen and Maharaj yesterday evening, yep. they they kind of went to England and it came off and really meant that. Yet yeah, you know, day two was um, South Africa's day, and. Obviously, Janssen played within himself, I think, on the third morning, but continued to get to 48. I think Norkia came in and swung the bat a little bit after being sort of bounced out and made 28 not out. And in the end, that, that lead of 160-odd on the first innings in, in a relatively low-scoring match, a lead of 160 is priceless, isn't it?
0: I mentioned you in a tweet. Um, I said to you that I think England have got carried away with their short bowling to tail enders because they've seen Australia do it to them. Um, Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins, Hazelwood to an extent. and uh, England, have tried to do the same thing. I, I thought Stokes today was very poor. I loved how he tried something different. He opened it with Matt Potts and himself, but he's not that type of bowler to bowl that short, James. Uh, he has done it in the past. I understand that. You know, with Stark, with Cummins, with Hazelwood, they're, they're, they all bowl 140 plus. Hazelwood's gone a couple of, couple of notches down over the last 12 months but they can penetrate the pitch and they can they they have the ability to get extra from that pitch by bowling that way with all due respect to Ben Stokes that's not his that's not his go that's not Matthew Potts's go i thought they got that horribly wrong early this morning james
1: i i just don't understand they they started off this morning with three overs to go before the new ball mm. you've got arguably the best new ball bowler in the world um yeah. certainly in english conditions in jimmy anderson and he never touched the ball on the on the third morning. I mean, that's his job. That's what he's become famous for. That's how he's taken so many wickets. He's using that that new ball and and bowling well with it. I mean, I, I assume that he wasn't injured. If he was injured, why on earth was he out there? So why why was he not given that new ball? It made no sense to me. Um, Stuart Broad as well. Where was he? I could I know what you're saying about starting off with Potts and Broad, and, and Stokes being a Okay, but why you know you got three overs to go before the new ball's taken. Give it to Anderson, give it to Broad, and give them the three those three overs to get warmed up, and then they've got the new ball in the hand. It made no sense whatsoever. I I think there's a danger with Ben Stokes. I think his captaincy on the whole has been very good this summer. But there's a danger with Ben Stokes that this baz ball, I mean, I hate the tag, I hate the tag, Brennan McCullum yeah. hates the tag, but it's kind of become shorthand for yeah. this new kind of positivity that's going through this England side. I can understand the money to do that. And I I I'm fine with positivity. You know, when you've got a, a couple of choices in a match, you take the more aggressive option. That's fine. You can defend aggressively. There's no issue with that. I just think Ben Stokes is going too far with it. He's trying to almost show the rest of the England team, this is how we're going to play. I'm going to be ultra-aggressive with the ball. I'm going to be ultra-aggressive with the bat. And it's not quite working for him. He's a better player than that. Um, Matthew Matthew Potts is a a Jimmy Anderson type, stick it up there and let it do a little bit of moving around. He's not a bouncer bowler. And this is something that isn't just today. This is something that England have been doing for some time, struggling to get out the tail. And I tweeted yesterday... It's like somebody suddenly goes right that we got them six down lads bounce them out and yeah. how how many times has that actually worked for England not very the, the, many how and, many times has it actually backfired against England when the likes yeah, of a bomber sure. or something gets in and suddenly starts yeah. swinging and ends up taking the match away from them they they have no clue in my yeah. opinion how to bowl out tailenders yeah. and and it's, it's been this is a long standing thing for England yeah. this isn't just you know this this summer
0: and that, and that's why I mentioned to you that they've they've probably seen Australia do it to them. As I said, not let's take out start Cummins and hazelwood, but previous previous ashes years um, with Mitchell Johnson, Brett Lee, and they've they've seen to me in my opinion that they've gone by that well. Australia did it to us, so let's do it to other opposition. And like I said, they don't have the penetrating bowlers to do that. I th- the I two that- bowlers that they can do that with
1: is not playing that Strother Archer and um, Mark Wood. Yeah, I mean Stokes has got a good bouncer. Don't you know, there's yeah. There's no issue with that. Stokes has got a good bouncer, but when every single ball is short, yeah, um, I think it devalues the bouncer. Yeah. When you get it right, they're ready for it. You know, the, the whole point surely is that you bowl, you bowl a good line and length. You get it top of off stump. You try and get a few to go away. You try and get one to nip back in, and then you bowl a bouncer as a surprise delivery mm. um, to kind of suddenly um, get one up the nose of a, of a tailender, and they don't like it short, but they they can get, they can set themselves when every ball is short. Whereas when it's a surprise delivery and there's one or two in and over, then that makes it a different kind of kettle of fish. And I just think England, they, they've got this kind of one trick pony kind of thing. I also don't like the fields they set either. When you get a, a you know, a batter in, Jansen this morning, he's never scored a test match 50. That 48 is his highest score in test cricket. His previous pass was, I think, 38 not out and yet they are treating him as if he's Viv Richards. They're setting the field back, and they're attacking the other player. Now, Jansen, early doors on the third morning when he's having to start again, is as susceptible to a good ball as any of the tail-enders are. And if it's a good, you know, I I tweeted it the other day, if it's a good ball to Dean Elgar or a top-order batsman, it's an even better ball to Henrik Norkier. Or one of yeah. the lower-order batsmen. You basically bowl your best balls and then throw in a bouncer every now and again to surprise them. All of this kind of funky fields and and bowling bouncers, as if that's good. All right, we're going to be aggressive. We're going to get in their faces. It fails as many times as it works, or probably fails more times than it works. Like you said, after when they brought Broad
0: back into the attack, he pitched it up, and guess what, James? Hmm. He got the two wickets.
1: I don't. It's not rocket science, is it? <laughs>
0: So it's it's extraordinary, extraordinary that they did that, and
1: I don't get it, Lucas.
0: Yeah, um, well, I mean, you just I, mentioned it, James. That, that it doesn't work. It's never worked.
1: No. So I, why I, are they I,
0: consistently doing it?
1: I, I saw Joe Root sort of tongue-in-cheek at one stage in an interview. I think it was just after his captaincy ended or might have been just before. You know, we've never really known how to bowl at tail enders. He admitted that. I watch a lot of cricket and I'm thinking, this is wrong. This just doesn't make sense. That's there, are, there are some good cricket brains in that England dressing room who have played a lot of cricket and know how the game works. Why is nobody saying, this isn't right? This is just not... Use the bouncer as a surprise tactic. Maybe have one or two overs of just bounce, bounce, bounce if you want to. But as a general rule of thumb, let's just bowl good balls at tail enders and get them out.
0: You are listening to the Cricket Badger Podcast. The England second innings actually started a good, James. Um, I think they hit a partnership of uh, 20 20. That seems to be like a uh, 100 these days for English cricket. <laughs> this an, this
1: the... analysis of England's second <laughs> innings is not going to take long, is it? Because the innings didn't.
0: It's not. Um, this time, uh, Maharaj was fantastic. Didn't, oh, it, I don't think he bowled a single over in that first, in the first innings. Not a single over. and Then he comes on. In the second innings and caused
1: absolutely havoc. Um, he, didn't, he, didn't get a, he didn't get a huge amount of turn though, Lucas. You know, the, <laughs> the ball that got um Zach Crawley. <laughs> I mean, what the hell's he doing? I mean, we could talk about Zach Crawley for ten hours, we could do a ten hour yeah. podcast on Zach Crawley, but you know, if you yeah. if you're gonna be sweeping the spinner you don't sweep it off middle stump. You sweep it when it's outside off. We, uh, you know, Alex Lee's aimed a few sweeps at him a little, you know, around about the same time. But at least he chose the right line. So when he missed it, or when it hit his pad, he's outside the line of off stump. Crawley's trying to sweep off middle peg. Um, that's probably the first time Zach Crawley's faced a spinner for a long time because he's never got through the new ball quick, you know, far enough to actually get on against the spin. So. <laughs> I, I just didn't get the choice of shot. And it just strikes me that Zach Crawley is scrambled at the moment. His head's all over the place. I think with Zach Crawley, it's time to put him out of his misery. The, it's, yeah. getting to, it's getting beyond the stage where this is about loyalty. I saw Paul Collingwood's quotes um, where he says, we don't want Zach to be consistent. We want him to just produce those match-winning innings every now and again kind of thing. And you're thinking, well, he is consistent. He's consistently poor. And the yeah. I don't doubt that the lad's got talent. I don't doubt that the lad no. could come, that he could come back in a in a in another period of English cricket and actually probably play another fifty Test matches. Um, he's got that he's got that in his locker, but his first class record doesn't scream I'm a Test match player. His Test rec- record certainly doesn't scream that I'm a Test match player. He's averaging something like seventeen since the double century um, a couple of seasons ago. And it's got to the stage now, Lucas, where he needs putting out of his misery. It's starting to become cruel to pick him and to have twenty-four cameras and everybody under the sun saying how poor he is. It, it's yeah, you know, it's just it's actually it's not nice. Um, I actually feel for him. I think I feel
0: for him in a way. In a way, but I, I know this takes a, a, a massive ego. But wouldn't it be the best thing? Crawley says, "You know what? Don't pick me. I'm I'm going through a tough patch."
1: I don't Let me think, go back
0: to county. Wouldn't that be beneficial?
1: I, I, I don't think any player would do that. Yeah, that's what I, I said. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't because you've got there's a number but of. There, things. Has to be,
0: there has to be a time, James, where you're
1: thinking,
0: uh, "This is uh, why am I even getting picked?"
1: There well, I I, I heard Crawley um, interviewed right at the start of the summer where he says, "Well, I wasn't even sure I was going to get the shirt." So you know, he, he even knew at the start of the summer that his place was up uh, under scrutiny. And he's not really done anything this summer to advance his cause. So I wouldn't imagine that if he gets the call or somebody taps him on the shoulder tonight and says, Zach, your time's up, mate. um, I wouldn't imagine it's going to come as a massive surprise to him. But, you know, as a player... You don't. I, I don't think you'd want to go to your coach and give him the message that you don't think you're up for it. Um, I, I think as a play you'd want to try and give the coach the message that you're able to battle through this. You're you're determined to to make it work. Now, I, I imagine it would all. I, I I got a horrible, funny feeling that if Zach Crawley isn't touched on the shoulder by Brennan McCullum today, and he said, "We're not picking you for Manchester." I don't think he will a be surprised and b actually might feel like a weight off his shoulders because it must start to become a a, become something you're not looking forward to doing, and if you're not, you know, it's like anything. If you're not enjoying it and you don't feel like you're contributing, that must be a very very tough thing, particularly in the first four test matches where everybody else was smiling and joking and laughing and positive because Basball was amazing and Zach's still struggling. almost the defeat to South Africa, you you, you tend to find that a winning team stays together. When you start to lose, that's when you start to make the changes. So it may be the defeat gives them the opportunity to actually say to Zach Crawley, you know, disappear, go back to Kent, get runs, we'll talk to you again soon. And it's an opportunity for somebody else to come in. Daft thing about the summer that England have. Yeah, you, you, you devote August to the 100. When was the last time a potential replacement, even a Harry, you know, Harry Brook played in the Lions game. Keaton Jennings did, Ben Duckett did. So there's a, they had the Lions match. But, yeah, we'll mention them in a minute, James. Oh, that's, you sound, you suddenly, you suddenly, I can hear you properly. Um, because I've taken out my headphones now. That, that's, that's a million times better. So, you know, all of those candidates, but your Ben Comptons and some of the others that are, were in contention earlier on in the summer, haven't played for five weeks. So, yeah, you, you, you you've got to get a, a domestic schedule that at least you know supports the test series so that you've got the potential to go to a county and say, right, we're going to take him because he's just scored 200 against Lancashire or whatever. There's there's nobody doing that because they're not playing.
0: Yeah, I agree 100% what you said. You know, Australia have the same problem when India absolutely torched us. We couldn't rely back on other players because they weren't playing Sheffield Shield, they are playing the Big Bash. So I think that's a problem everywhere, not just in England. Back to the second innings. We'll just get rid of this out of the way. Um, I think when Johnny Besto got out by Norky, Norky pretty much cleaned up the middle tail. That was it. Um, and England made 149 and lost his Test match by an innings and 12 wickets. This, this was, If you look at it like that, this was a one-way result, James. This was. Oh, never a yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> South Africa it, were always yeah. ahead in this match. And um, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for rain, James, this could have been a two-day Test. I think even with the rain. it it might okay. just have scraped into day three, but it, you know, it's, yeah, it's kind of we're nitpicking a little <laughs> bit. But to be honest, I mean one one of the um one of the biggest days of the sporting calendar in the UK is day um Saturday at the Lord's Test match, mm. um in in August, and for that not to be for them not even to get any play on Saturday is a big blow for. Yeah, the the ECB, the MCC, and and for the Lord's grounds, And um, they'll have sold a lot of tickets for Saturday at the Test match, and uh, yeah, so that that isn't good, um, for for those bodies and and for anybody, you know, wanting to see a good Test match because it has been very one-sided. I mean, I'll, I'll just finish on in terms of the second innings, you could Go see ahead. the you could see the celebrations when they got Joe Root's wicket, Johnny Berso's yeah. wicket. Yeah, uh, South absolutely. Africans aren't daft. Mm-hmm. Dean Elgar's been asked mm-hmm. a lot about Basball and he's kind of shrugged it off. I've seen a few people say, Well, why does he keep talking about it? He's obsessed. Well, he's, he's talking about it because journalists are asking about him about it. So he answers mm-hmm. the question and then gets accused of being obsessed. But <laughs> the um yeah, the, the South Africans will have been watching, they'll have looked at the four test matches that England have played this summer and seen um some of the fantastic days that England have had um so far in twenty twenty two. And I quite liked Elgar's response. You know, we're not fussed by it. You know, we, we're good enough to beat them. Um, I get, I thought that gave out a good message. Um, but they, they will have known how important Root and Bester have been. Because if you, I mean, I've mm. said to you before. If you, you did, go back, I was going to bring this up. Yeah. If you go back go through those four test matches and you take yeah. Joe Root and Johnny Bester mm. out of those scorecards, yeah. England would have been batted in each of those four test matches. Yeah. They'd have lost by a long way. It was hmm. Berstow, It was um, Root's hundred at Lords. It was Bester's hundred at Trent Bridge. It was Root and Bester at Headingley, and um, again in the uh, in the in the test against India. Without Bester and Root, the two Yorkies, there was nobody else backing them up. They did it almost single handedly in those final innings. And at Lords in this this test match against South Africa, both failed in both innings, and there was um, nobody else. Nobody else stood up um, to take their place. Well, that, that's what I'm going to bring
0: up exactly what, they, you know, you cannot rely on the same guy doing it over and over. This was Australia's problem three, four years ago. They're relying on Steve Smith. They're relying on David Warner to bail them out
1: every single innings. Well, uh, and even, they just couldn't even do it. Rudman, even Viv Richards, yeah. the very, very yeah. best that have ever played the game, have and, off games. Yeah. And, and, and we'll get into this, but it,
0: it's up to the top order, the, 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 the front three. Root and Berstow, but at four and five. It's up to the front three to take pressure away from them in case they do fail. And they're not James.
1: This is a long-standing problem in English cricket. You know, the top three for England have been the uh, the, the talking point for probably five years easily.
0: Well, as we can talk about Zach Crawley and Ollie Pope, and, and no, I'm not going to do that. What I will do is, who would you replace those front? Well, well, I'll just give you this. You, you say stay or go, um, Zach Crawley. Go. Who would you replace Zach Crawley with? Would you go... Let, let's go back to that Lions game. Would you get a Ben Duckett in? Would you get a Comden in? Would you get a Harry Brooks
1: in? I think... I'll tell you what I think they're going to do and I'll tell you what I would do. Yeah. I think what, I think what England will do is they will call up Harry Brook and they will play Harry Brook as an opener at Old Trafford um, in replace of Zach Crawley. That's if they drop okay. Zach Crawley. And that that's not guaranteed because yeah. he seems to have uh, the negatives on the few people, I think. Um, okay. But um, what I would do... I, I would I would be concerned about that. I, I'm a big, big fan of Harry Brook. I think he should be. He's not an opener game. though, is he, James? He started, well, he started at Yorkshire as an opener. Didn't score many runs. Yep. And, and the reason he's batting at five is because obviously he didn't actually succeed as an opener. He's a better <laughs> player than that now. And obviously in the last 18 months, he's been phenomenal um, for Yorkshire and for the Lions against South Africa and what have you. So there's no doubt. He's got talent, no doubt. What you know at all? Whether he is equipped, though, to face Rabada, Norkia, and Gidi with the new ball, it's very tough. Is is a totally different? I mean, if he is, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> England have got a keeper, but yeah. um, I don't know if he is or not. And I think it's a little bit unfair. Yeah, you know, it used to be. You'd, even if it was an opener, you'd you'd play them at six or seven, get them a few games, and then maybe move them up as they did with Ollie Pope. But to throw Harry Brook in for his debut test match against this very good South African attack, he's Mm. asking a lot of him. He's asking an awful lot of him. What would you... uh, Stay or go, Alex Lees? I'd keep Lees for a bit longer. I mean, Lees has benefited from the fact that um, Crawley's been so poor... It has papered over his deficiencies a little bit because people have been, you know, the spotlight's been on Crawley rather than Lee's. I do think there's a little bit more to Lee's, though. Um, he does seem to be able to bat longer. He does seem to to be able to get through some tough periods. Um, Again, he was better in the second innings in this match. But, it, but he needs a score. There's no doubt yeah. about it. You know, he's, he's 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 okay, but he's certainly not nailed his place down. But I'd, I'd persevere. I'd give him the rest of this summer. Okay. Uh, Ollie Pope. Ollie Pope stays. Okay. Um, no, I don't think Ollie Pope's um, position's up for debate. I think uh, it, the, the first innings in this test match against a very good attack when their tails were up and England were falling apart, he stayed there. Um, that's what your number three, is supposed to do. He did his job. Do you think he's too inconsistent Though One day he can have a good innings, next horrible innings, which we saw today? I think, uh, to be honest, I think if you're batting in the top three, you're going to be inconsistent. Uh, but I, I think well, he's I, he's done a lot better in that number three berth than I thought he would be.
0: Okay, um, I'll mention this player. We haven't talked about him much, but I will. Um, ben
1: Frokes. I wanted to talk about him today because I've seen a yep. few people suggest there should be two changes for Old Trafford. They suggest that you know, and again, you know, maybe this is the way to get Harry Brook in, is to give Barstow the gloves, move him to seven, yes, yeah. And to bring in Brook at five, but. And it's a big bot. I think Folks is a tremendous player. I think he's the best keeper that England have. Yep. And I would be really sad if I mean I don't get me wrong. He's not nailed his place down, and he's not he's not been the best in the world, and he's not he's not screamed pick me, pick me, pick me from the top of the uh, the Eiffel Tower. But I mean, why'd be in the Eiffel Tower? I don't know. But the um. <laughs> I, but I think he's, you know, after, after the weight that he's had, he's a tremendous keeper. I, I'd love to see him get a few more test matches, but I can see why people are saying it. Uh, I'd be sad if folks disappears. But if you're going to give, Bear, I mean, Bester wants the gloves. I, I just hope there's a number of things in this. I'd, I'd, I'd be really disappointed for Ben, folks, but nobody's owed an England test shirt and he maybe hasn't done enough. I, would worry that we it would be the start of messing Johnny Bairstow around again because he's he's been mm. messed around in the past. You know, he, he suddenly got in at number five, uh, has been told you've got to run in this position, and we've seen this summer what he's done in that position. You suddenly move him down to number seven and give him the gloves back, do you st- and then all of a sudden he has a, a bad couple of test matches. You know, if, if you're going to do that, if you're going to do that with Johnny Bairstow, and you're going to move him to number seven and give him the gloves back. Don't pile on when he drops a catch. When he has a couple of matches where he doesn't score a run, don't pile on again. You know, mm. you're going to have to basically live with it. You know, you're going to have to basically just give him the gloves, give him that seventh berth, and keep him in there for 18 months, and forget about criticising him every... every because Bairstow seems to be marmite. As soon as he does anything wrong... People forget the fact that he's done all these amazing mm. things. So if you're going to give him the gloves and give him that number seven berth, live with it, Did, suck it up, and, and hopefully you will be brilliant. And that might be a way of getting Harry Brooks in.
0: What is Ben Froke's being picked on? Is it being picked on his just his keeping, his batting, or both? Now uh, he's being um, picked on both because I know Alex. Alex, I keep mentioning Australian players, you know, and this is England. But Alex Carey has only been picked for his keeping. He gets smashed because he can't bat. You know, he's not the greatest batter. But his keeping yeah. is really good that's why his picked was is this the same with folks or he is in there so he can't contribute with the
1: bat i mean folks his average is forty in mm. first class cricket yeah he's not mm. an idiot yeah <laughs> he can hold, he can hold a bat yeah. he got a good i mean yeah. I don't know, did he get a good ball today not really he flashed it one outside but he got a good ball in the first innings yeah yes yeah, this, this is a good south african attack you're going to get good balls he hasn't done enough with the bat don't get me wrong i mean i'm a yeah. arch Ben Folk's defender, but he's not done yeah. enough with the bat. But he's keeping Did, his keeping's very good. Yeah,
0: I was going to mention that. I, I was going to say, you know, his keeping performance in India, does
1: that put points in the bank or money in the bank for him? He kept poorly in West Indies okay, yeah. by his standards. Yeah. I think I think the Ben Folk's biggest issue, he makes some very difficult takes look so easy. Nobody yes. realises how difficult they are. Like yeah. in India, yeah, yeah, that you know, standing up, say, um, where the ball pops up a little bit, you put Josh Butler behind the sticks, it will hit him on the left shoulder and it will be, it will bounce away for the mm. runs, and so, his gloves so. will get nowhere near it. Ben, folks, will just take it up here, mm. gather it in, whip the bales yeah. off. Everybody thinks, Oh, good take, mm. but they'll just move on and forget about it. Yeah, uh, you know, not- sometimes you almost need to see the same delivery with a different keeper to actually realise just how good Ben folks can be at times. His glove work is exceptional. Um, and the people that are
0: watching live on the, and watching, listening to audio, I was actually shaking my head when James was uh, mentioning Josh Butler. Even I don't want his, him back in the English team. I don't want England to suffer that much.
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm not knocking Josh Butler. He's a terrific bloke and he's, his white ball record is superb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. He, and, he's, and he's a credit to England in that regard. But he's not a test player.
0: Well, well, well. I'll rephrase that. You can play him in next year's Ashes. So I wouldn't mind that. That that would be good.
1: Oh well, I, I, in the run-up to the last Ashes series, I was told when I said that they should drop they should drop Joss from the team. What are you talking about? Australia was scared of him. Why are Australia scared of Josh Butler in the Test arena? Because he's when is he ever actually done anything to make anybody scared in the Test arena? Stick him in coloured clothing against the white ball. Everybody should be scared.
0: Oh yeah. No. I'll do. I, I will. I will give you that one. He's one of probably the the top three best batsmen in the world he's the the
1: best best white ball batter in the world at at the moment
0: i'm alex rodriguez
1: and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week your heroes in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment That is a harsh lesson in business.
0: Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't
1: want to do another stomp you out speech. It
0: opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal.
1: Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Um, Stay or go Stuart Broad. Do you know what? Stuart Broad's interesting. I Mm. don't think, if everybody was fit, I don't think, and I've said this for the last 18 months, yeah, um, I think Stuart Broad has benefited quite a lot from the fact that all of the other bowlers have gone down injured, or many of them have. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I've seen a decline in Stuart Broad. He don't get me wrong; he's still a very good bowler. You know, and he's thirty-eight now, whatever it is, thirty-seven, and um, still running in and and doing doing what he does. But I don't think he's the Stuart Broad of three, four years ago. And I have seen a decline in his in his ability to look really threatening. Yeah, you know, he still picks up wickets and he still does his yeah, job and yeah. he still um still tries a hundred percent. Um so I'm absolutely yeah, you know, this isn't a criticism of Stuart Broad, but old Father Time catches up with everybody um, in a sporting environment.
0: Except if you're
1: James Anderson. Well he'll catch up with him. <laughs> um and I don't think Stuart Broad makes the best eleven if everybody's fit in England. Um, and I, I've noticed in this test match, a lot of the Sky commentators have been saying quite regularly, yeah, if this is going to be Stuart Broad's last summer, if this is going to be Stuart Broad's last hurrah, you don't, I, it, and it's more than just the, you know, kind of like a throwaway line because he's getting older. They've said it regularly. And that makes me wonder if they know something that we don't, um, mm. that it is actually going to be Stuart Broad's last summer as an England cricketer. And if it is, absolutely trumpets, fireworks, you know, 10, 1,500 gun salute or whatever. Send him off with absolute praise, glory, and thank yous from every England I, fan that's ever lived because he has been superb for England. You know, in I, this test match, yeah. he brought up his 100th Wicked at Lord's. Yes, yes, um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, he's been incredible. But I, mm. I start, I'm starting to wonder if we're getting to the past tense stage now with Stuart Broad, not the current tense.
0: Well, mo- moving moving ahead, I think England, after this series, they don't play any more home series until Australia. Mm. Uh, I think they've got a tour of Pakistan in December. Yeah. So they probably won't play Anderson. They probably won't play Broad. Or they'll probably pick two spinners. Would it be more likely that James Anderson and Stuart Broad will wait until the
1: Ashes, then, then retire? If... Um... If you go by recent scorecards in Pakistan, playing three or two or three spinners isn't necessarily the right way to go. No. Um, yeah, I it's know, actually, yeah. It's, no, it's, it's not. actually been the pace bowlers that have done yeah. the, as much damage, um, at least as yeah. much damage. But England will well, take... Well, so,
0: well, more the, rever- the reverse uh,
1: swing bowlers like Stark yeah. who caused havoc in Pakistan. So, but, but what England will do, I mean, it's probably made for... They want to get Mark Wood fit for that series, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, absolutely. Yeah. But... Um, what England will do is take probably three or four spinners in the squad and probably play three of them because that's what England do. It's just kind of like colour by numbers kind of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean, it would almost be stupid to take Stuart Broad there because why? Why would you? Um, yeah. And if that is the case, then by the time they come to next summer, I mean the other, the other thing with Stuart Broad is, I mean, I might I might be a million miles off 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 the mark with this, but um, now go
0: ahead. We just want your opinion, James.
1: He's getting. He's getting married. Um, mm. I'm sure there's going to be little, the pitter patter of little broads around at some stage yes. as well. He's got interest outside the game. A, a chair in the Sky commentary box is waiting with his his name on it. It's not like he's he's not short of things to do. Um, mm. Once you know, because some some players um, fear retirement because they think, "Blimey, uh, how do I fill the day? How am I going to earn a living?" Stuart Broad has got no shortage of options. So mm. it's. I don't think it's. A, I don't think it's a particularly scary transition for a Stuart Broad, yep. whereas for some other players it might be. Um. So we. Have Same as James but, Anderson, James Anderson as well. But Jimmy, Jimmy, I think will go on. I, I you know, forget really the after the ashes. I don't know about after the ashes because, oh, okay. yeah, I, I think with with Jimmy, you monitor him almost month by month, see how yep. he rocks up. But at the moment, he looks as fit as he's ever looked. He's bowling as well as he's ever bowled, yeah. and. Yeah. um so why would you be thinking about retirement?
0: I don't think he would. The way he's uh, he's been bowling. I I looked at uh, I looked at some averages of his bowling since he's past thirty five. I think he averages something like 22, 23. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah. That's unbelievable. He's, I mean, Glenn McGrath was similar, wasn't he? That Glenn McGrath. Yeah, averaged. he was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and but he, he didn't go as long as James Anderson, though. Yeah, but there are <laughs> parallels between the yeah. two. Um, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah and you know and you can, you can quite easily say both of them in the same breath because they are two genuine greats in yeah. the game i mean I, I, I often said to you on here that we should just burn broad and anderson into our retinas because they are mm. in the same way that i try to with shane warne and tendulkar and yeah you know, oh yeah and some of the biggest names you know names that people will be no, talking absolutely about in cricket in 60, 70, 100, 200 years' time.
0: They're, you know, they're both Hall of doing, Fame legends.
1: Yeah, Whoever's doing podcast, radio and TV in 100 years, if hopefully cricket and test matches are still alive and kicking, uh, they will be talking about Jimmy Anderson. They will be talking about Stuart Broad. They will be talking about Glenn McGrath and all that, mm. you know, Warren and what have you. And uh, it's, it's an absolute honour as a cricket fan to be mm. watching these guys doing what they do. And, you know, long may we remember them.
0: Uh, absolutely, indeed. Um, back to the game. Um, I did want to mention um, Ben Stokes and his captaincy. Now he he's been picked, he's kind of really the fourth fifth bowler, really. So you got your openers, and your first change bowlers. You know, Ben Stokes bowled eighteen overs. That's not something a number. F- We've had previous chats about this, but that's that's not a number four bowler bowls. Eighteen overs. The reason I mention this is that Jack Leach only bowled 14. Now, my point is, do you do you keep if Jack Leach has only gone and bowled and overs? Why pick him? Why would you go with a another fast bowler like a Robinson who actually came back, played against Knots, uh, and took 12 wickets in a game?
1: I, I think it's a really good point, and I, I, I it's, it's bizarre because I've thought for the for the probably the majority of the rest of the summer that Ben Stokes has bowled himself, and he looked in pain you know in in that um, south african innings he was limping he was hobbling he was grimacing you know at, at times when he ran in it seemed that his left leg because it, his left knee that seems to be causing him the problems the one that he, you you know you put all your weight through yeah uh, he slipped like mark wood slips but he slipped when his leg gave way underneath him, rather than actually slipping, do you see what I mean? Yeah. It's Kind of the knee didn't seem to. The knee kind mm-hmm. of gave way on him. So there's obviously an issue there. Ben Stokes is the sort of person that would run in with one arm hanging yeah. off and one one leg hanging yeah. off because if you told him to bowl it's England, he will do it. it well, n- he did it with Joe Root when it was yeah. impossible to take the ball off his end. But this this is where you know this is where Brendan McCullum needs to actually sit him down. I think and say look you're you're more used to me actually being out out there on the pitch i don't want you injured for 6 months Yeah, you know, because there is a there is a danger that you know if you've got a problematic knee that needs an operation you're going to be out for you know however long that's yeah. not what you need when you've just been no. appointed england's uh, test cricket captain and yeah. you've got a world t20 around the corner and whatever else yeah, so even like, if it's even if it's just a simple clean out that's still that's still a, a couple yeah. a couple of months absolutely so I didn't. I didn't get it. I really didn't get it. Um, and the, I mean, one of the problems is with this England attack is that Potts, Broad, and Anderson are quite similar and samey. And on a pitch which yeah. wasn't necessarily giving them a huge amount of help, um, yeah. albeit they did get help. Yeah, there's, there's not. Yeah, you know, once you get settled into a rhythm against one of them, you can pretty much, face, you know, what you've seen one, you've seen all three. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Stokes was trying to provide that point of difference. So I can see what he was trying to do, but I just didn't get why he was compromising his own health. Um, well, I do get it because he wants to give everything yeah. to the team, well, but I I don't want you to give your legs, Ben. I don't want to give you. No. Don't want me to give your career and be out well, for twelve months.
0: Well, take well take out his madness of short pitch
1: bowling. I thought he was. He I thought he was pretty good with the ball. He bowled well. He yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, ha- I, I mean, I I think I mean he's a very good bowler when he when he. Yeah. In, oh, yeah. When he yes. gets in sync, he's a very good boy. He's a genuine test all rounder. But yeah, I, I oh, didn't, absolutely, I, no doubt. I couldn't see this. There was one spell he bowled where I thought, all right, that's him done. And every over, I thought, that's him done. And he just kept bowling and bowling yeah. and bowling. I'm thinking, where are you going with this? Because ultimately, the only thing you're doing here, you're not taking wickets. The only thing you're doing here is potentially really damaging yourself. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, well, as like you said, you know, the new ball, the new ball came, and you're still bowling with it. Why would you yeah. not have, And you just said? Put in the hands of them. Your two best opening um, got combinations. Jimmy Anderson,
1: yeah, in England. <laughs> Jimmy Anderson, new ball, England. What are you doing? That's his job. Um, That's what
0: he yeah. does. I didn't. I, I like the idea. I thought, well, he's not going to go with them. But then he just. Hit, then like I said, it was a short pitch bowling after short, short pitch bowling. Um, how did you see I, I, Jack Leach's I, I game? Did
1: fear, I did fear with Ben Stokes. Um, yep. He got a wicket early on. Well, no, yesterday with a short pitch ball. And he was a brute of a ball. It was a really good bouncer, and I thought, oh no, I thought, yeah, great, he's got a wicket. But I thought, oh no, that he's he's seen a wicket with a short ball. He's going to bowl just short balls now for the next for the rest of this series. Was that to Ewe? And, and Iwi? To be, yeah. And yep. to be fair, yep. he didn't do. He, you know, he got his next wicket with the pitched up delivery, and he yeah, didn't LBW. Carried, yep. He didn't get carried away, yep. um, but he did. Then then he came back this morning, and all he did was bowl short. You
0: know, captains these days,
1: we don't know what uh, they're going to do next. Uh, how did you see Jack Leach's performance? I um, was surprised we didn't see more of him, actually, because yep. I thought, yeah. when he, I thought considering he, he hasn't had much bowling recently and spinners, as much as anybody, re- rely on rhythm and uh, and time in the middle and what have you, I thought he bowled as well as I've seen him bowl for quite a while. He came on, first ball landed on the line, just turned a little bit and he was very tidy.
0: Yeah, I, I thought he was he was okay. Um, well, he certainly didn't get blasted out of the attack mm. like other batsmen have got to him um, previous um, series. But steady.
1: He didn't look like Muralitharan, but he was um, Jack Leach. But best he,
0: he, he didn't look out of place either. Nah. So yeah, no, I thought I thought that's okay. and I sent the Badger a message and now I'm on the podcast with this jingle. If you would like to get in touch with the Cricket Badger podcast, then tweet at cricket underscore badger. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So that was the uh, the first test match at Lord's uh, South Africa, one-by-innings and 12 runs. We go to Manchester, I believe,
1: James. Mm-hmm. Starting what? on Thursday next week.
0: Thursday next week. Thank you for that because I don't have that actually in front of me. Um, there is a couple of days off because this was ended in three days. So um, what what official changes would you make? Would you bring in, would you bring in Robinson? What, what um, would you do with the bowling? I, We've mentioned the batting. I'm not, I, do I do might bring
1: Robinson in for Potts. Um, I thought yep. Potts' first spell in the South African innings was was quite poor by his standards. And he set a quite a high bar because he's come into the test team and really played well. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, 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 I want to keep – I mean, I, I'd like to start maybe – Rotating Robinson and Potts a little bit and giving yeah you know, Potts certainly not dropping Potts if he doesn't play in Manchester it's not because he's dropped by any means he's still yeah. very much a key part of that squad but I'd like to see have another look at Robinson he played well in that Lions game when he was on he, song for for England last summer he was really good um, he, he so, was um, he was
0: very good in that county game against North where he took twelve yeah. wickets in the game. So you know yeah. if,
1: if he's got himself sorted in terms of his fitness and his and he, and his meaning business and hungry for it again then Ollie Robinson's right you know should be playing shouldn't he Oh, yeah absolutely very I'd try, very good to be honest, Make- I'd probably bring him in for Stuart Broad not Potts Really mm. Really okay I don't I don't think when as I say I don't think when you've got a number of pace bowlers fit Stuart Broad's in my best 11
0: You wouldn't want to do that to Anderson just to just to hold up his recovery, just to give him a rest here. I don't know. I mean, well, they are down one-nil game, so do, is it you just have to you just have to pick him? I think he's, best, he's still you your best bowler.
1: You pick your best side, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You gotta, you gotta, so, You're not going to win the series if you lose the second test, so no, you know yeah. you've got to you got to pick your best side and then see where that takes you for the third test. But yeah, in a way, that's not something you can speculate on because that comes down to the medical staff, the strength and conditioning lot, the physios they'll report on how they rock up tomorrow and um, who's fit and raring to go and who's maybe carrying a niggle or maybe isn't quite right for all traffic Because there's not a huge amount of time between the two test matches, despite the fact, as you said, they've got two extra days off than they were expecting. Yeah,
0: next week. Any final thoughts, James, um, from this
1: test or potentially the next test? I don't think this is a bad thing for England. I think it yeah. just reminds people that England aren't mm. the finished article. You know, the, the buzz ball stuff... It was exciting. Barstow's innings brilliant. Root's hundreds brilliant. Yep. We know that Root can bat. We know Barstow can bat. Um, but they—it started to almost paper over the cracks of this England side. And there are plenty of cracks. You know, Brennan McCullum. Yeah, was lucky in a way that Root and Barstow played as well as they did in those first four Test matches, and they—they they won playing this attractive, attacking, brilliant style of cricket. And I'm not, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that that wasn't brilliant because it was. Um, mm. But we saw where England can be at Lords yeah. this week, and England are quite poor sometimes. And they weren't, they weren't defeated because of Baz ball. That wasn't positive no. attacking cricket. They just got yeah. defeated because they didn't play very well. South Africa bowled brilliantly at them. South Africa had the best of the conditions in the first innings. South Africa batted better than England. South Africa fully deserved to win that test match.
0: Just on that, South Africa do actually have a, a good record in England compared to other nations.
1: I think a lot of, um, particularly at Lords, I think a lot of away sides are really up for that um, as yeah. well. Just on that, just on that, you, you know, when back in the early th- 2000s,
0: you know, when England won the Ashes. Uh, 2005 there was this fear factor of going to England you know you think oh that's a really tough place to to, to beat in England do you think that fear factor has gone out do you think it's it's with all this baseball, all the the top order problems do you do you believe that when teams go to England they don't fear England anymore compared to what they used to
1: I don't think that's changed really um really England is strong in England They've, they've always been strong in England. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd hope that this is a blip rather than a trend. Yeah. This this Lord's performance. I think South Africa will find England um, a tougher prospect at, at uh, in Manchester. England just had a really poor Test match. They lost yeah. the toss. You know, it, it was a good thing for England though to lose that toss and have to bat to, have to bat first because they haven't had to do that this summer, and it gave them a different challenge, and they weren't up for it. Yeah, you know, they they need to go away and regroup and think about. How how they played, Um, and there's still a lot of question marks in that England eleven. Yeah, despite you know you go through the scorecards of the first four Test matches of the summer, not everybody shone by any means, and there's question marks that have carried forward into this Test match. And we saw we saw the little fractures that you know we were aware of in the first four Test matches, which were kind of like hidden because. The test matches finishing the glaze of glory and a victory. Those fractures have been exposed a little bit more at Lord's over the last three days. And mm. England have got a lot of work to do. There are work in progress as a side. They 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 probably need to make a few changes over the next few test matches and head into the you know in, in a way, the Pakistan tour this winter is the last thing England need in terms of um, the type of pitches they'll be playing on out there, because I think they'd have quite liked. It, it would almost been right to have a um, a tour of New Zealand or a South African tour mm. where they could continue with probably their best eleven. In Pakistan, you don't necessarily play play your best eleven; you play no. your best eleven for those conditions, don't you? Which is a different yeah. kind of side. So, pa- um, Pakistan, I think. We just got away with that. We won one nil.
0: The two, the sec, two of those test matches were draws, but we underestimated the the pitch because it didn't it didn't spin as much as we thought it would. So when we played two spinners, it
1: was kind of no point. Was, well, you, you, end, you end up playing your spinners as kind of stop bowlers rather than yeah. Um, yeah yeah. They're they're there to kind of keep the run yeah. rate down rather than and, actually and, taking wickets, aren't they? Yeah.
0: And and, and the, the damages, as you mentioned, you know, going to Pakistan, the, the damaging boulders were the reverse swing boulders of Mitchell Star. Mm. He just ran r- completely right with his reverse swing in that third test. It's,
1: it's, good, um, what, Luke, it's going to be, obviously, the next two test matches will play a part in this, but mm. it's going to be very interesting to see what side goes to Pakistan from England. Mm. England pick, Yeah, they, they seem to, Zach Crawley seems to be seen as the golden child and whether they'll take him there. You know, do they take Keaton Jennings? Because Keaton Jennings has got a track record against spinners. You know, do they look elsewhere? Do they stick with the nucleus? I mean, the, what England, like every test team, what England are trying to do is get that kind of hardcore 14-15 that is a regular pick and they yep. can then just kind of you know, mix and match depending on the circumstances. But um, I think we'll see maybe a couple of uh, ex, you know I'd, picks from further I'd, afield.
0: I don't, I don't want to take the mickey out of you I do love taking the mickey out of you, especially when England lose. But this is a serious question. People might think I'm joking here. If um, Zach Crawley keeps on getting picked, does there need to be an investigation into something on a personal
1: matter? Whether he's got something on somebody or is it just one of those things? I I, I just think they, they, I genuinely think they think he is a test player. Um, because and, I, I
0: can I can guarantee you, James, that, it, like you said, you said he's averaging 17 since that uh, Pakistan 300. In general, he's averaging 20, around about 25, 27, and he's played 30 test matches.
1: 24. Yeah,
0: 24 and 30 test matches. No, no team around the world has an opener
1: like that. No. They I get know. dropped. I, I, I genuinely think, though, they actually yeah. think that he is – They've seen that 267 on a bit of flat track against Pakistan. He got Century against West Indies on a flat track. Um, You know, his big scores have been on flat tracks. That's, That's another thing against him because, you know, it was reasonably easy. Even Josh Butler got a Test Match 100 at Old Trafford against Pakistan. So... But I, I, but I genuinely think they see something in Zach Crawley where they think, well, if they if they can just get him right, if they could actually get him getting them off to a good start in Test matches, it would make an awful, you know, a big difference to England. Of course, it would. You know, if you get somebody that plays glorious cover drives and attacks and is 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 busy, um, that's a that's a great thing to have as an opener. But he's just not doing it, is he? Um, and he, I get the no. impression that they're kind of sitting on the balcony, watching through their hands almost thinking come on Zach just get us a score so we can kind of stick with you and he's not doing it at the moment you know two low scores in this match um, um, I, yeah, I, yeah um, I, I mean I just think it's come to I don't think it's the end of him as a test player I actually like him but I you know you, there's only so far you can take it there's only so far you can take it Lucas before yeah it, A becomes as I said before cruel and it starts you know you've got all well, this
0: this will become a, me- a mental thing this will hurt yeah. his will hurt
1: well-being. You, you can actually we don't want to scar- see that. You can scar somebody with doing this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you can actually maybe take away a, a potential comeback further down the line because they're so badly scarred by this experience. So you, mm. it, it can become cruel. It can um, affect their their future careers, you know, and adversely affect yeah. that because all they're going to be remembered for is being a failure at Test cricket, even when they go back yeah. to county level. Uh, so I heard um, somebody talking, I think it was Atherton talking the other day about um, you know, it's different when you go back to counties as a an England player. Beforehand, you could play for Kent reasonably anonymously. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you'd only appear on the um, on the on the TV coverage, on the Sky Sports coverage, if yeah. you scored some runs. If you got out yeah. for naught, nobody would even notice. No. Whereas um, you go back as an England player. It's actually Vic Marks was talking about it. You go back as an England player. Alistair Cook, I think, and Vic Marks were talking about it on on Test Match Special. You go back as an England player. You are part of the, the 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 report then because you are of interest. You know, and if you mm. fa- you only get three runs in the first innings and naught in the second, and you failed, it is Zach, England Zach Crawley fails again for Ken.
0: Well, well, it's we well, on scoreboards on different grounds. Mm.
1: So, so, but so, but you are <laughs> you noticed because you are an England player and you're, you yeah know, exactly yeah. So I. I I, yeah, I think it's I think it's tough on him. I really do, and I think it must be awful because your dream is to play Man. for England. You've yeah, that's what you've grown up wanting to do. You've got the shirt. You've had a little bit of success, and I, I emphasise the word a little. Um, and uh, and it's not working for you. It's not quite happening. Your dreams yeah. are dying in front of your very eyes. I do think yeah. though, I do think we sometimes over-egg the pudding that playing for England isn't a be-all and end-all. Just being a happy person, an individual that enjoys life is more important. Having sound mental health, having a good family around you. You know, going back to Kent, playing for Kent isn't the worst thing in the world. You know, most people who who play cricket um, with any aspirations would probably take a career playing county cricket for Kent as being very satisfying and fulfilling so it's not like it's a bad safety net to drop back to mm. be with your mates at kent and to play for mm. them isn't the worst thing in the world and yep. he has he's only young he's got time on his side he has got the ability to come again and to make a test career in the future if he goes away for i do six months two years three years four years whatever and suddenly cracks it and comes back with bang 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 hundred 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 mm. then he can come again there's no reason why not
0: I'll I'll be careful with this question if you don't answer that's fine but do do you think he's okay mentally right now he's at a good
1: no. place no idea mate okay I don't right. know. He, and looks um, like, he looks like he's smiling and happy but you know he wouldn't yep. be hu- he wouldn't be human yeah. if it was a f- if it was not affecting yeah, him. yeah I tweeted about it being cruel and stuff and I put and Andrea Bricelli, you know the opera singer ah. a YouTube yeah. video of him time to uh, say goodbye and somebody came back I don't know if you're aware of the English band The Communards um, and because they had a song, oh, you never can say goodbye. <laughs> um, and um, it almost feels like that. It almost feels like the England selectors never can say goodbye, but it is Bocelli time. It is time to say goodbye, I'm afraid, or say at least say au revoir.
0: Anyway, James, thank you so much uh, for coming on this show. And we will see you at the end of the uh, test number two. Hopefully,
1: for your sake, England can win. Oh, Lucas, 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 you always have this kind of thing. You have this perception of me that I am driven emotionally by England winning and or, or you know, devastated if they lose I'm not at all I want to <laughs> see good cricket I want to see the best teams mm. win I want to see Rabada scheming in and bowling well and entertaining me I want to see their batsmen fighting and playing proper test cricket they outmuscled and out-test cricketed England uh, at Lords. I'd love to see Berstow and Rooty and a few of the others get runs at Old Trafford but if South Africa turn out to be the best team in this series and play the better cricket they deserve to win it